Good morning and welcome to Weirdly Unique. I'm Jennifer Wolinski and uh, Weirdly Unique is going to be based on an idea of two adjectives that I use to describe myself. However, um, and a book I really want to write because people think my life's a little different, but it's kind of on the key that how did you get here? How do humans get to a certain point? point? And for me, it comes down to my whole career has been marketing. I've been a marketing professional for over 20 some years and I now am the ideal candidate for our every consumer product group out there. Um, ironically, a woman in their 40s uh, is usually um, the ideal stereotype um, that we market to in the United States. Um, they have purchased power, they have kids, they're influencers uh, to their family and their friends and their purchasing um, usually predicts and can predict a certain amount of trending in um, especially e-commerce. And I thought, well, why can I sit here and tell you what I know about it? Um, and I heard um, uh, Instagram reel the other day of a gentleman saying that if you spend seven minutes a day on something, you become an expert on it. And then I thought about it at the time I waste on video games and thought, wow, I'm not an expert on that. I'm just an extreme being frustrated on that now. Um, but let's talk about that for a second. I have been in e-commerce since 2006. Um, I worked at a ski area. We needed to generate off, you know, we need to generate revenue off season otherwise. Um, and, you know, what better market or better idea or beta test it in a market um, that was a feeder to New York City, um, understood the internet and wanted quick, fast solutions. Um, I started that in 2006. I destroyed a website. They had to rebuild it before backups and instant saving happened. I've been in marketing so long that I haven't think about this even longer than that. When I was in high school, the internet was being created. I'm wearing my sweatshirt at the moment. It's ripped. It has holes. I'm a straight up 90s girl. I was in high school in the 90s in 1986 when the internet was starting to be invented. It only existed in one room at my high school. And um, the only reason I knew that existed is because I was um, looking after a coder or interested in a guy who was up there who uh, was very much into coding and using the internet. Um, Always had a nerd. I've always had a bit of a soft smart and a nerd spot for uh, coders and the internet guys because it takes so much precision and accuracy. Um, so I was up there probably flirting. I won't lie. It's a pretty average construct for me. Um, but it goes on from there. Like in college, there was AOL, Instant Messenger, and yeah, that dates most millennials in the room. Ironically, I have to speak to those millennials every day, and nothing really has changed other than. I want to be the coolest of the cool kid, the MTV, um, total, total request live. Who's wearing those glasses? Who's got the latest song? Nothing's changed in the human pattern of that. It's just how we facilitate that information and what apps and mediums we use basically to get that information out. So, so this is on, since the dawn of time, the media was controlled for a long time by Disney and Ted Turner. Um, everything you read in the media and TV was that. And I found that fascinating in college. I was a psych major to start and then ended up being a sociology major. And the reason I found so interesting is also I didn't learn it in private school. And second, you study people and no one to this day clearly understands what sociology is or what it means, but I use it every day. I'm kind of happy I went that direction, even though I kind of didn't really apply myself in college. Um, 
with that being said, I've been in marketing. I've worked in the customer um, the customer aspect for a very long time. I personally worked in restaurants for a majority of my life. Um, so I understand user experience better than most. I built user experience uh, at the ski area that I built that built the stuff for. I built user experiences at restaurant groups in New York City. I was a corporate market manager. I built user experiences in multiple markets across the United States. So not only am I 43 and the ideal CPG client in the marketing world at this point, I'm also well-versed in actually using the internet in multiple parts of the United States. I've lived in Denver, Chicago, New York. Um, Roanoke. I've lived in New Orleans. I've lived in Montreal. I've lived in Costa Rica, sometimes for short stints, sometimes for longer. But the way we look at this world is very different depending on what market you're in and how we speak to them is actually somewhat different. What happens in Chicago does not happen the same way in LA. Um, and being a film marketing manager taught me that a lot. I was in two cities a week before, you know, all the COVID stuff. And I used to travel quite frequently and learn how to assimilate in a new culture all the time. I get off the plane, not know many people and have to assimilate quickly for a quick day trip to figure out how to help that that market in, in the company it was in um, drive more business and drive more RRI with creative solutions specific to their market. Not only from a corporate brand standpoint, that was always, you know, some drive on the, you know, ROI line. But if you want to really drive locally, what something happens, it, it comes down to that. As I'm playing with my hair, if you can see the video, um, it's sticking straight up. <laughs> I have lots of great ones. Um, so I think and uh, that this podcast is going to actually be a lot about what that stereotype means. What is that social norm? It is uh, talking about if I'm the ideal stereotypical person um, that CBG clients are trying to assess to. How do you reach them? Are are the campaigns true? Are the digital and data points that you're seeing in those in those analytics really working? And to be honest, just because you're on the internet doesn't mean you're alive on the internet. It's the same thing as being a popularity contest in high school. You can't be heard unless you say something. Um, and even though the anonymo being anonymous on the internet helps people have a voice. Sorry, that was not going to happen today. Um, they, it also creates an incredible disconnect. So the negative and the positive are completely different and utterly. So let's talk about it. I am 43 years old. Uh, today I have uh, at least seven hours of work to do. However, I listened to Dax Shepard and Matthew McConaughey on Armchair Expert yesterday talk about mental health and um, the differences between them and how they deal with stuff. Um, the Art of Being Alive from Matthew McConaughey is coming out this month. So that's what I've been listening to. I, Matthew McConaughey talks about sleep and I'm not just an advocate of sleep. I hear LeBron James talk about it on calm. Sleep is huge. Uh, males don't deprive ourselves of sleep. And ironically, usually the thing that tangles us out of sleep um, is also incredibly detrimental. It's also into that seven minute stat that I thought was interesting. Um, that seven minute stat that you are what you do or what you do a majority of the day. So if you play video games, that's what you are. If you, you know, are reading a book, that's what you are. I don't think people are one-dimensional. I know that they're not. I am not just a female. I am not just 43. I am not just a marketing consultant. I am a nerd through and through. I am incredibly obsessed with animals, um, the rights for kids and animals first, and then females and everybody else in this world. Um, 
I am a little bit of a hippie, we won't lie. <laughs> I enjoy music more than anything and food and music will get me out of my apartment faster than anything else, including my friends. So the ideal 43 stereotype as uh, two kids, probably married or divorced, uh, has a career, lives in a suburban neighborhood, um, lives paycheck to paycheck or within paycheck to paycheck. Uh, you know, they have an animal or two, a cat or a dog. Um, they usually have a car, especially this is, I'm, I'm basing this in the United States and we will actually pull out of that um, as we go through this process, actually. Um, they have multiple devices. They definitely have a cell phone that they're twitting around. My guess is wireless headphones, a car. Um, their kids have phones. There's not many, um, depending on the ages. Um, for my female friends, that's pretty consistent. They will put aside their physical and mental health, even if it's doctor-oriented, uh, for their kids' well-being, always foremast. I watch all of their anxiety be driven off of guilt-ridden, not good enough behavior. Um, I'm not saying that isn't the same for men. I'm just speaking more to my female friends, which they will come up quite frequently um, in this podcast because they are my pack. I believe that in you build your pack the way you want. It can be your family. It can be your friends. It can be whoever you choose to put in that pack. My pack is very different than most. We're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk the different traits of the things that make you happy and don't make you happy. These are built on me seeing marketing patterns for years. So not only am I 20 year consultant in marketing and I currently do it all the time. I can video edit. I build websites. I build brands. I build a foundation. I can explain the difference between branding and marketing. I can explain most every, you know, I can do most things. I'm not a specialist in all of it. I would say I'm more of a specialist in brand management and loyalty and customer UX uh, because that's what I'm most passionate about. But I understand marketing 100% because when I went to college, I couldn't get a degree in marketing. It didn't exist. It was advertising and it was more of, but I build graphics every day. I build um, lots of things in, that are used in general internet stuff these days and I've been doing it for 20 years. So I've been seeing the data patterns of how it increases, watch the data patterns, why COVID hit when I was incredibly busy and still had a job and you all were sitting at home. I was seeing those internet flailers. I was seeing what people were watching. I was seeing what we were indulging in and, and seeing the differences. So for over 20 years, you started the internet. I've been watching those pattern behaviors and that's the thing that actually fascinates me. So we're going to see if those pattern behaviors allow a systematic way of marketing to what I think right now. I think that I should be able to build an ad this year and it should work because technically based on my 20 years of knowledge with seven minutes makes me incredible expert in marketing, but I also am the ideal target. And I joke in calls that I am, but I don't people, I don't know if small businesses always realize what that means um, and why that matters. So we're gonna do what I call sociological vlog or whatever term it's called you know i'm gonna call it podcasting because that's it's gonna have a video aspect because why not um i don't always want to look at my own face and editing yourself is never fun but we're gonna look and see and, and i'm gonna build this as part of my mission as a goal um to see if it's true if the ideal stereotypes of a 43 year old female in the united states is actually accurate to the purchase power that we're seeing um i know not every industry falls that way um, I actually have worked on one set website where I was the only female that looked at that website, which we can talk about that to a, to a different aspect. Um, I've worked in multiple industries. Those are male driven, not only male driven, but only have male salespeople and not in a bad way. It's just 
it is what it is. Um, and we can talk through all of those ideas. I'm going to bring in some experts um, that I know who've pushed me to who I am today. But we're going to see if the female mental health and how I was built is still relevant to how uh, we market to that generation or my generation or to that what we call the holy grail of the CPG marketing person in e-commerce in the digital world. I um, I think that's where I'm going to start with this. Uh, I'm weirdly unique. There's going to be a lot of stories. There's going to be a lot of music um, about, and there's going to be a lot of talk about mental health because I do spiral. I am a human being. I, if you know many people don't think that everyone has that stuff figured out, but I'm going to be vocal about it because in my mission and part of who I am is I love what I do. You have to be passionate about what you do, but um, this helps me with my mission. But secondly, if I could teach someone one way to one trick that I have found to um, work to be better in their mission and they learn something from something I said, I consider that part of my nurture of building part of back my nurture section of part of who I want to be. I do like to help people. I do like to um, give back. And I've been struggling on how to do that in a safe way, not to pull into my crazy because I can go too far one way or the other very easily. Um, I, let's just start. I am 43 and white. I'm currently living in Montreal, Canada. Um, my United States ID says Colorado, um, Denver, uh, I've lived in, I've been to 26 different states in 2022. Um, I am working remote. I have a part-time job with a consultant company and I have my own business that I've been building over the years. I subscribe to life coaching and would have a, you know, uh, shrink as well. It's just the life coach seems to be working for me best. I've had it for five years. Um, I live out of three bags. I don't own a lot. So I don't own a car. I am an anomaly when it comes to this. So throwing that anomaly in there, um, I think is going to come up with some really great um, anecdotes. The fun fact I have for you today that has mesmerized me since the day I learned it. In sociology, it's called McDonaldization. And in 1969, McDonald's was created same year that Disney was created. McDonaldization believes in predictability, affordability, um, to drive a normality, basically, a social norm of expectations. So that when you go into any McDonald's, it's exactly what you think. It's affordable. It's the same no matter where you go. It's conformity. 1969, that was. And I'll tell you, I Disney's the same way, conformity. If you hit someone at Disney, you're kicked out for life. They make you conform. They make their employees conform. However, it's one of the, we call it the best, you know, where are you going to go if you have all this money? I'm going to go to Disney World. I just went to a Disney wedding. I have no objection to people who are that way. Um, I didn't go to, I went to a Disney wedding, but I went to Universal and had some fun and some 3D rides, but in the Harry Potter exhibit, but I'm fascinated by why people want to conform instead of being different because the people I aspire to be or the people that I want to be my mentor or I want to trend after are weirdly unique. 